This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Oh, hello. Off and running on a Saturday morning, September 16th. Are we already mid-September? Wow. Hey, it's the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. The number, of course, you know, 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. And I guess we should start with a question today. So how did everyone enjoy week one of the NFL season? Ooh, that well, can't say that on the radio, but look, we'll get into it. The number, 1-800-919-ESPN. You can find me uh, on Twitter, on Instagram, at Gordon Damer, on TikTok, at Old Man Radio. But most importantly, you can find me right here on your radio until noon. And man, oh man, do we ever have enough to discuss, to digest after week one. One week in the NFL season. Has there ever been a more eventful week one? Week one is the time for overreactions. Week one is the time where we where we see what we see, but we, we should take it with a little grain of salt. But here we are. We were sitting here at this very point a week ago with anticipation and hope and excitement. And boy, did that ever hit the toilet at record speed. Boy, oh boy. First, you had the Giants on Sunday night. I I, I would call it a performance, but it wasn't a performance. It it was something, man. Wow. That was a game, and it happens every once in a while, where every few minutes you kept saying to yourself, boy, it can't get any worse than this. And then somehow it did. It kept getting worse. That after waiting all day for a Sunday night, we were watching that game waiting all night for the Giants to give you anything. And you waited a long time and you never got it. You never, I mean, the first half of that game, what a mess. The drive summary for the Giants, block field goal, punt, interception for a touchdown, punt, interception, miss field goal, end of half. And scene. Yuck. Wow, that was, that was rough. Also, This is not really important by any stretch of the imagination. But doesn't it feel like that new turf at MetLife has a little bit too much of the the, the Carvel chocolate crunchy thing? Like the, the, what are the the little tiny black pellet things? It feels like it's too heavy on the black pellets. It feels like it needs less pellets. Every time anybody's getting up, they're just covered in pellets. Again, not the most important aspect of the giant game. There were far more important aspects, but I did see it. I did want to mention it. I want to be the first one to jump on these things. But in in, in a word, that giant performance, yuck. And then you move to Monday night. Jets, Bills. Oh, talk about anticipation. Aaron Rodgers running out of the tunnel with that American flag. Oh, what a scene. And it really felt like... And I'm not a Jet fan, but it really felt like with the light show and Rodgers and, and the full build, it really felt like Jet Stadium, maybe for the first time ever. And then, of course, we all know what happens. He goes down with the Achilles injury. And it's a this again, the same, the same injury as, as Vinny Testament. Week one, same game, same position, same injury. Same Super Bowl expectations. Poof. And as I said during the week with Larry when we were on on Tuesday, I, I'm, I'm not someone who believes in, in curses or hexes or jinxes. I feel like I could present, if we went to sports court 
and I was the, the lead for the prosecution, I could present a case proving those things don't exist, right? Lay out a, 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 a case of, of rational thought and imperial evidence and, and, and prove it to you beyond a shadow of a doubt that hexes and jinxes, they're not real. The only problem with that is that the defense, they would just simply present the Jets. And, and that would probably be enough to win the case. That would be enough to, to make sure that everyone in the jury had some reasonable doubt. Because, man, oh, man, at this point, the Jets are like a, a long-running TV show that's now repeating storylines. They're out of storylines. They're going back and repeating one. The quarterback goes down with an Achilles injury. They did that in season five. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. But now, at this point, because so much time has passed, it's not about what could have been. We've kind of digested that in the course of the week. It's now about, for the Jets, for the Giants, what you got now. What do you got now? And I guess we'll start with the Jets, because now you got Zach Wilson at quarterback. The Jets and Cowboys this week, and we'll get into Aaron Rodgers and his comments yesterday, but I think you have to start with Zach Wilson. Because what happened on Monday, no one could have predicted even though we've already seen it once before. It's a, it's a rerun. No one could have predicted what would have happened with Aaron Rodgers, uh, except for that one guy on Twitter. Did you see that one guy on Twitter who, like, three hours beforehand said, in three hours, Aaron Rodgers is going to tear his Achilles? That's weird. But outside of that one random guy who nobody knows, no one could have predicted what happened with Aaron Rodgers. I feel it's very easy to predict, almost on like the opposite end of the prediction spectrum. What will happen with Zach Wilson? And it didn't have to be this way. So as the Jets get ready for the Cowboys, certainly want to hear from the Jet fans, 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. The Jets have spent the better part of this week almost – trying to convince us to believe in Zach Wilson, right? The coach has come out and, and tried to make the case. The players have come out and, and said that they, Zach is our guy. Zach is our quarterback. We are riding with Zach Wilson. And, and, and while they're, they're trying to make it, I think Robert Sala tried to make a, a convincing case. We were 5-1 and one with him as a starter last year. There's two major problems with that. And I think, one, most people have pointed out they didn't believe in him, right? I mean, last season, they didn't believe. They were going with, with, uh, with Mike White. Fans were, were crawling out for, for Chris Trevler in that Jacksonville game. Nobody believed uh, in Zach Wilson, and, and, and rightfully so. His performance did not warrant belief. Because a lot of times when you, you watch it and play, you couldn't believe what you were seeing. It's hard to believe in someone when you can't believe what you're seeing when they're playing in the game. So that's the big one. They didn't believe in him last season. And then secondly, it's kind of hard for you to have faith in, in Zach Wilson when the people trying to convince you their judgment about him has been wrong every single step of the way. It would almost be better in some ways if the team was saying we don't believe in him because they've been wrong consistently. They were wrong. It's pretty clear at this point, drafting him was a mistake. He was not the guy. But every way that they handled him, playing him right away, not having a veteran, not making him sit to start his career, thinking year two would be better just by 
<laughs> it being year two. And, and here's the thing. It didn't have to be this way now. This should have been handled before now. And I get it. They had more pressing things to concern themselves with the offensive line or, or bringing in Rodgers and all these different things. But it didn't have to be this way where your season is now riding on a quarterback that you almost sound like you're trying to convince yourself, right? Like the Jets this week almost sounded like somebody starting a diet trying to convince themselves that this time it's going to work. Uh, no, this time I'm really going to stick to it. This time, I, I know, you know, I did this for five weeks, three years ago, and I saw a result. My friend's cousin, they did this diet, and they saw re- It's like they're trying to convince themselves that Zach Wilson is going to be a thing, that they can win despite him. So I'm not going to go back and, and have this revisionist history now and criticize the Jets for getting Aaron Rodgers. It was the right move. I thought it was, that was the right move then, and despite how it turned out, I think it was still the right move. I'm not going to go tell you now, oh, they should have gotten Jimmy Garoppolo or, or, or Derek Carr. What happened to Aaron Rodgers was completely unpredictable. But not biting the bullet and getting an actual backup that gives you a much better chance, a better chance than Zach Wilson, that one was, prevent, was completely preventable. And, I mean, how many times have we basically been sitting there and, and saying before a game, well, let's see if there's been any progress. Let's see if there's been any progress. And, and there hasn't been. This is year three, and it's been, it's been pretty consistent. If nothing else, it's been consistent. And, and another, another last chance for Zach Wilson because the Jets have no better options. And I was wondering, are the Jets better off having Zach Wilson stink right away? Are the Jets better off long-term if Zach Wilson goes out there and whatever the worst predictions are for Zach Wilson for this week and moving forward, would they almost be better off have that be the case so that their hand is forced rather than being able to delude themselves in some way that it will get better. Like, I I always think that if you draft a young quarterback, you're almost better off having the guy just be a complete bust right from the jump rather than show you signs at times but never have enough confidence that those signs are going to translate into consistent performance. Like Justin Fields is a perfect example. The Chicago Bears are still holding out hope that, 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 that Justin, uh, Justin Fields is going to turn out to be a thing, where it's been pretty consistent that it's not going to turn out to be a thing. And they went into this year thinking, no, this is year three. This is the year he takes a big step forward. And you can waste years of your life because you drafted him so high. You have so much invested in that quarterback when you take him in the, in the top five or the top ten like, um, like Fields was. Or you're better off just being able to see right away, this guy can't play at all. Now, Wilson has shown you he can't play at all. And yet the Jets have still stuck with him. So I'm not saying that the, it would have to get really bad here. But are they almost better off having Zach Wilson go out there and be the worst version of himself rather than seeing some signs? Maybe we can win with them and they just waste a season, throw away another season, hoping that Zach Wilson is going to be good enough to get the Jets to to win a certain amount of games or maybe be part of the playoff chase and play meaningful games down the stretch. 
1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, we will get your phone calls. Uh, we will get into uh, Aaron Rodgers. Spoke publicly for the first time since the injury yesterday. So, we'll, of course, uh, talk about that. A lot of stuff with the Jets. Lots of stuff with the Giants as well. Oh, my gosh. Where that performance on, uh, on Sunday night. Yikes. And of all the teams that lost week one, is there a team that needs a win worse than the Giants need a win in week two? I don't think there is. But we'll get into them as well. we got NFL picks. We'll probably do that 10 o'clock. Very successful week one in our NFL picks. 10.30. What I learned on TikTok. Receipts. Oh, my goodness. Last week, we started our new segment, Receipts, where people, callers, can call up and get on the record about their hot takes for the NFL season. And boy, oh, boy, do we have some of those to cash in already. Some of you cannot show your head. But don't worry. Even if you don't call back, we will point out who got what wrong. That's what we're about. We're about pointing the finger and casting blame where it belongs. So we'll take some more receipts today. We've got a lot of stuff to do. Just getting started. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. I got to be honest, in terms of the Zach Wilson uh, expectations for this week and moving forward, I feel like each day it's kind of, I feel like I've been like on a wheel. Because on the surface, we've seen what Zach Wilson has looked like playing quarterback. He has not been good. He's been bad. He's been about as bad as you, you really could, for a good team, about as bad as he could look. You really can't rely on him play to play. And, and, and I think I was on record before the season, and most people would agree that if going into this season, if you saw Zach Wilson at any point in a meaningful game for the Jets, the Jets were screwed. I've said that repeatedly. And I think that that's most, how most people felt. But it's weird because maybe it's the win, the fact that they won the game, and, and typically the Jets would not win that kind of game. Or maybe it's the performance of the defense or, or the fact that Brees Hall comes out of the gates looking like uh, sensational, looking like Brees Hall. I feel like each day I'm trying to like convince myself a little bit more, well, maybe the other aspects of the team can... I don't think anybody thinks that Zach Wilson is going to be good, but can he be just good enough where the other aspects of the team can, can boost him up enough that he won't completely derail the season? And I think I'm kind of convincing myself that, that maybe that is possible for sure. Now, this week is, is, is probably, probably not the week. You really couldn't almost draw up a worst-case scenario for Zach Wilson to get in, right? It's They're coming off a short week, right? They played on Monday night. They're going up against a ferocious defense. They're on the road. This is probably the worst-case scenario if you had to throw them into a spot, but such is life. Life has no plan. All right, let's get some phone calls in. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, one 800 919 7-6, let's start things off with uh, John is in Phillipsburg. John, first up on the Gordon Damer Show. Hey, Gordon. Thanks for taking my call. You know, you were saying about the, you know, being off the rails. You know, obviously Zach Wilson was completely off the rails last year. But if you just kind of just take a look at what's happened since last year, 
you know, he's put together some decent looks. You know, I'm not saying he's going to, like, pan out to be a Pro Bowl or anything, but Salah has been saying that it's about this reset. And, you know, I was at that Jacksonville game last year. I saw him get benched for Strebler. I was at that Bills game, and he did not look like garbage. He had a he had a low-key kind of nice preseason that nobody was really talking about. And, and he stepped into arguably one of the craziest moments with Aaron Rodgers going down did not look like garbage. You know, I'm not saying that he's going to be great or anything like that, but I think he's back on the rails to be someone with a bit of potential. You know, can he be Mark Sanchez? You know, I know that Mark Sanchez had a great offensive line, but, you know, Zach Wilson has Garrett Wilson. So is he going to be, you know, great? No, he doesn't need to be great. He just needs to be kind of decent you know, if there was a quarterback out there, then, yeah, we would be really trying to maybe bring that person in. But it's week two. There aren't any quarterbacks out there. Zach knows the system. Zach knows the players. Zach knows the coaches. So, you know, are we going to beat the Cowboys? No. I mean, I, I'm just hoping to not get blown out. But uh, when this, you know, this culture is about, you know, what have you done for me lately? What has Zach Wilson done? He had a good preseason. He had he had a good you know he he had a a decent week one. Uh, you know I don't know. All right, John. All right, Jonathan. Well, thanks for the phone call. Uh, look, let me uh, just kind of dissect a couple of your points there. It, it's hard to have a lot of con- even you don't have a lot of confidence. Think about the things you were, you were just saying. He did not look like garbage. <laughs> um, that's not exactly high praise, right? Like if you if you were walk, walking past a movie theater and you were thinking about. Uh, taking in a movie and, and the movie poster said it doesn't look like garbage i don't know that you're going to be throwing down your your seven bucks or 10 bucks or 13 but i don't know how much movies cost anymore but y- you would not be buying a ticket right and, and the term reset i mean how many resets are you going to have there's been a lot of resets with zach wilson and at some point you just have to realize the thing is it is what it is it, it doesn't matter how many how many times you reset it like the old Nintendo game, you took it out. It's not working. I take it out. You, you blow in the cartridge there and you pop it back in. If you keep trying to reset it, maybe the thing's just broken. It doesn't look great. Um, so, again, I, I, I can see what you're saying. Like, you're not asking him to really do anything outside of just don't screw it up. But the fact that that's what the expectation is going in, it feels like before too long, it's gonna be you're gonna be right back in the same position you've been in. It's not it's not the unknown anymore, and to think that well he had, he had a decent preseason. This and all the things that people are saying about Zach Wilson right now in, in terms of the Jets, they they all said at other times. Oh, he looked okay in the preseason. He, this looked a little bit better. We're gonna see this big jump in year two. Remember that? Oh yeah, we're gonna see a big jump. How that turn out? It didn't. It didn't. So um, I can completely understand why Jet fans would not have faith in Zach Wilson. And, and in the aftermath of Monday night, it seemed like everybody was looking, it was almost like looking for somebody to blame. And I don't really think there was anybody to blame. I, I think it was just a freak thing. But if this season free falls, there is somebody to blame. And it ain't Robert Sala. It's Joe Douglas. 
for sticking with Zach Wilson for another year when it was clear he should not be the backup, not having a more reliable option. That is completely on the GM because he didn't want to bite the bullet and he didn't want to trade away the the former second pick. You can still spin it. After all, we're not going to need him. We got Aaron Rodgers. Well, now all of a sudden, you don't have Aaron Rodgers. Let's go to uh, Chris's and Beth Page. Chris, next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Hey, Gordon, a couple of things. Um, I'm not going to be one of those weasels you won't hear from. I said the Giants were going to go 10-7 and 7 as far as my receipts. And right. after that 40 nothing select. After the 40 nothing shellacking, I said, after it was done, the first thing I said was, I got to call Gordon to let him know that I'm not going to be a weasel. He's going to hear right. from me all season. There you go. All right. Well, look, you, you, I'll say this, Chris. Uh, it doesn't look good after 40 to nothing, but you have not been, you've not been eliminated from the competition. They could still go 10 and 7. That's not an impossibility. Right. Okay. All right. Now, I want to get on to the jet point because I got a lot of friends who are jet fans and. You know the stages of uh, grief? Yes. They're totally in the denial phase right now, my friends. They, they mean well. Way. I love them. I feel so bad for them. They're, let's face it. Let's be real. Come on. They are screwed as an organization. I mean, absolutely screwed. Think about it. They have, they're built right now to win a Super Bowl. They have so much talent that they really are. But they're lacking the one major thing you need in this window. And we all know the window is very short in the NFL. All right? So what are your choices? Zach Wilson, who was ranked 68th of all quarterbacks last year, 68th. Think about that. You have him. Oh, and then you got to hope a 40-year-old is going to come back from a ripped hamstring or 41 and win the Super Bowl with this group of guys. So what I'm saying is if I'm Jet organization, Douglas and whoever's powers to be, I'm going to have a full plan to figure out who my quarterback is going to be next year, what quality quarterback I can get in free agency, whatever it is, if I have to trade for one. But uh, Aaron Rodgers and Zach Wilson are not in my plans in the future because the window closes very quickly in the NFL. As you know, a couple of years you're going to have to start paying Sauce Gardner and all these guys. You're not going to be able to keep all these guys. So your window is they got maybe a two- to three-year window. And I would, if I was the Jets, I would go out and – not include Aaron Rodgers or, or Zach Wilson in my plans. That's the way I feel and wonder what you thought. All right, Chris. Well, thanks for the phone call. Um, unfortunately, the Jets have, uh, have shown you that they, that's not their plan. Uh, these guys, it's not like every offseason Aaron Rodgers come along or, or players that are you know, quarterback with, with that kind of success. So they got their guy. This is their guy. So whenever Aaron Rodgers is able to come back, he is going to be the quarterback. And I, I always kind of looked at it as you got him for two years. Like when they first got him, I said, oh, you might only have him for one year. But then he came out and said that he wants to be here long term. So, all right, let's look at it as two years. One, one year is already off the table. And now you have to hope that, yeah, you're right. Coming back as a 40-year-old off an Achilles injury. I know the comments that he had yesterday, but it does not seem like that they are in a great spot. And and at at the spot that you need to be you need to be great at to 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 reach the the level of success they got all the other parts around it but uh, in the short term with with um, with Zach Wilson uh, I, I I'm it's almost like the worst case scenario throwing him into it at this point and and now hoping that all of a sudden uh, he he's been touched by the hand of God and Aaron Rodgers and and all of a sudden it's going to fix things enough so that he is not 
the primary problem with the team. It, it seems like a bit of a stretch. Yeah, and denial. I always find in this in this in the uh, stages of grief, I stay I stay in anger for for much longer. I, I just stay. And in, in regards to certain things, I, I'm still in anger. Things have been going on for for decades, and I just stay in anger. I don't get to denial. I don't get to uh, acceptance. <laughs> That's a pipe dream, acceptance. No, I just stay in anger. So I can understand Jet fans who are, are angry. I will say, if you're a Jet fan who believes that the, the organization is cursed, I think with this latest thing with Rodgers, especially if you're old enough to really remember Vinny, I don't think that you, you know the deal now. If you believe that they're cursed, you don't get to complain about them being cursed anymore. Does that make sense? Like, you know, you know that they're cursed. You have the evidence to prove that they're cursed. You almost have to just kind of write them off. If you believe in curses and hexes and jinxes and that kind of thing. You don't get to complain anymore. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. You ever be typing something, you type a word, and the spell check's like, I don't, I, what, I, we don't even know what you're trying to put in here. Like, you're so far off in spelling, the spell check has no clue. It's like trying to, they're, they're trying to solve a murder, and they have no, no suspects. Use the Google. And they have all the words. The spell check has all the words. And your word is so far off. I was trying to spell that. Uh, what is it? The ayahuasca? I, I, what is it? How do they pronounce it? Ayahuasca, I think is how you say it. I tried typing it in, and it just has, like, the big squiggly line underneath it. It's like, I don't know. Don't know what you're going for there, buddy. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It's 98.7 FM ESPN. That hasn't happened to you, Harvey or Joe? That's never happened? You put a word in, and it's like, I don't know. I don't. It's happened a couple of times. What are you trying to tell me here? It has happened. And that's a hopeless feeling, is it not? It's a hopeless feeling. I don't even know where to start. I went with A-S. I thought it was Askawaska. Is it ayahuasca? Is it AI? Is it AY? I don't know. I'm not sure how to spell it. Then you just you frantically can't, you can't start changing numbers, like changing letters in the word, and just seeing a, a different different amalgamation of the letters to see if that would work. I guess, but it's a, it's a long word too, so I I got to get a lot of them right, and I, I I don't think that I've gotten any of them right. Could start with an O for all I know. It's a very humbling moment. Like you just feel like ah, oh. here you think you got your things together doing well for yourself in life and then you try and spell a word and, and the computer's like we don't we don't know try again please and I, and and trust me i've tried again i i haven't i haven't gotten any closer still it, the computer just keeps telling that no, still no still don't know what you're going for <laughs> it's very disappointing 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number 10:30. what i learned on tiktok hopefully this week's is a, a better edition we, i apologize to you for last week I apologize for not stumping both Harvey and Joe. We'll see if we do any better this week because I think now two weeks in a row they've done quite well. So now if they, they do well again this week, we already know something's up. We already know. But let's go back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone. Oh, uh, that's what I want to do. I want to talk to you about uh, – see, this is why I lay all these things out. I tell you what time these things are on. It's not for you. It's for me. Aaron Rodgers spoke yesterday. First public comments since his Achilles injury back on Monday night. He was on, of course, the Pat McAfee show. And uh, he wants all the doubters, basically, to line up. Here is Aaron Rodgers. 
before even an MRI, I knew I knew what happened. Um, uh, I knew I had uh, torn my Achilles, and uh, I had popped my calf, you know, a few times, especially the soleus, and this was not that sensation. So I knew right away this was um, this was not a good situation. So you know, and I've known about uh, you know this uh, rehab. Uh, I've had friends who've who've done it, and fellow competitors that I know who've uh, who've done it come back from it, but. I think what I'd like to say is, give me the doubts. Yes. Give me the doubts. Give me the uh, the timetables. Give me all the things that you think can, should, or will happen. Because all I need is that one little extra percent of inspiration. All right, so there you go. That's uh, Aaron Rodgers on the Pac McAfee show yesterday. He went on to say uh, that that's all he needs. Give them the doubts. Give me your prognostications and then watch what I do. And they asked him, are you you thinking about maybe returning this season? He wouldn't say yes, of course, but he kind of left it out there. Like, "Eh, nothing's nothing's impossible. We're not doing receipts until 11 o'clock today. I will will pre-print my receipt so that it's ready for 11 o'clock. Aaron Rodgers is not playing again this season. And maybe he was on the ayahuasca, which I can't spell, but maybe maybe he's still coming down from the meds that he got from the surgery for the... I don't know. And I get that he's a guy who fuels himself with doubters, both real and perceived, but no, he's not playing again this season. That would be the most irresponsible thing any organization has ever done. Rushing back a rehabbing player onto the field earlier than he should after a a very serious injury. And, oh, yeah, just so happens to be the oldest player in the sport and a guy who you are hoping to have a long-term relationship with. You're hoping he's going to be your quarterback beyond this year. Now, Aaron Rodgers had come out this year and said, no, this is my final year come hell or high water. And he wanted to go out there and give it a shot rehabbing, even though it's ridiculous to think that in four months or three months that he could be back and, and, and be able to play an NFL game, it would be irresponsible then too. But at least there is some angle that would be understandable, if, even if it is irresponsible. But there's absolutely no, – that would be the most irresponsible thing anybody has done. And it would not even be forcing him – it would be allowing him. I get the Jets have outsourced their quarterback job to Rodgers, and he gets whatever he wants, and I think it was the right approach. I'm not disagreeing with it. But even on that one, even the Jets would need to step uh, uh, step in and say, wait, wait, wait a second, wait a second. And I, I don't blame Rodgers for saying what he said or thinking what he – I get it. He lives on people doubting him, and – uh, to be honest, he kind of sounds like a 40-year-old guy who still thinks he can do anything. I mean, for his life, he's been, he's been pretty bulletproof. The, the, the athletic rules don't apply to him. He can do things that the rest of us can't do. So to think that he can come back in, in essentially four months from a torn Achilles, good for him to think that. But if Aaron Rodgers wants the doubters, I'm right over here. I'm, I'm waving my hand in the air. I, no, he's not, he is not playing Get that thought out of your head right now. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Let's go out to uh, Jacques is in uh, Rockland. Jacques, next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Um, good morning, Gordon. Uh, thanks for taking my call. 
Um, on the Zach Wilson um, subject, uh, you know, it's been the, the topic all week. Uh, I'm a big critic of his. Um, I've been off the Zach Wilson train. You know, I've never really been on it from the jump, being the fact that he's from BYU and, you know, lack of competition and all that good stuff. But um, in this situation, um, I think that uh, we should give him um, the benefit of the doubt. You know, um, year three is usually that year that, um, you know, rookie, you know, quarterbacks that come from being a rookie um, take that jump. You know, Josh Allen, you know, he, he made that significant jump in his third year. And I think we should, you know, give Zach, um, give him a shot, you know. Um, who's to say he didn't work his butt off, you know, this, this entire off season? And, you know, with the addition of Aaron Rodgers, his, his childhood idol, and he gets to work with him every single day and to look at him and dissect him and, you know, do all, all that good, good stuff every single day. So, I mean, why not? You know, can he can he be a good game manager without defense? I think he could. You know, he's, he's shown improvement in his short passing game, was, which has been a huge deficiency in this game. And I think we should give him a shot, man. I, I think he, he, he can carry us or at least hold us down for, for the near future. And, you know, he knows the offense. And I still think we need to bring in a backup, but I think we should give him a shot. All right, Jacques, I, I appreciate the phone call. Thank you for that. Um, give him a shot. Oh, look, you have no choice. <laughs> He's getting a shot. You have no choice. So I, I get it. And I have, I have kind of, we were talking on the, the ESPN New York Tonight show that if you're a Jet fan, at least for now, you kind of have to support this guy. I, I know that there's a lot of negativity surrounding him because he's not been good. He's been bad. Uh, and it really doesn't seem like there's any reason for optimism surrounding him because there has not been real improvement. Uh, it, it's almost like <laughs> it's almost like uh, you're looking at a painting and somebody's trying to, oh, do you see this? Ah, I think I see it. It's like you really have to strain yourself to, to find that improvement. But he's going to get a shot. There's no question about that. He's going to get a shot. But I, I wonder... Um, despite what the Jets are saying publicly, privately, that's what you have to say publicly. I wonder how furiously behind the scenes that they are working. They should be. Uh, it's not just a question of, well, you have to bring in somebody else because Zach gets hurt a lot. But I think you have to find somebody. You, this cannot be another wash of a season. This cannot be another uh, seven-win season like last year where when you get down the stretch of the season, it, it, it's it's – running off the rails because you're stuck with Zach Wilson for a third year. First year, okay, fine. He was a rookie. Second year, uh, not good, but you can't keep doing the same thing and expecting different results. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Tommy is in Connecticut. Tommy, go, my man. Good morning. Good morning, buddy. What's going on? I swear to God, if Aaron Rodgers dominates the media for another six to ten months without playing a football game, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to find a bridge that I can jump off of. I yeah. swear to God. Well, look, he is a guy that loves attention, and it seems like he's always finding ways to get his name in the, in the, eye, in the public eye. And so I would not doubt that that's a possibility. It's unbelievable. But I uh, wanted to transition to the Giants real quick. So obviously uh, we didn't get to see a whole lot Sunday night because Daniel Jones was running for his life. But uh, – who do we think are actually going to, you know, going to be the difference makers uh, from offensive weapon perspective? You know, whether it's Waller, whether it's Paris Campbell, Darius Slayton, Sterling Shepard, because we we really didn't get to see any of it because 
Daniel was just trying to stay alive, basically. Well, look, I, I think that, and Tommy, thanks for the phone call. Um, I, I think it's pretty much, the, if you're talking about who the offense runs through, it's still Saquon Barkley, right? I mean, they, they couldn't get the running game going because they couldn't get anything going, but I think that that's the first main one. Uh, it looks like Waller has kind of put people at ease about the hamstring injury, so he was the big upgrade that you made in the offseason. And uh, it, it has to be that everybody is be- – that was not a mulligan, but that was the Giant. that has to be the Giants' worst performance of the season. That has to be rock bottom. It can't get any worse than that. 40 to nothing uh, on, on the national stage in the first game of the season where not only was the performance hideous, the effort was non-existent. There was no pushback. You see plenty of times where there's games, then there are blowouts, and, and the team that's getting blown out shows some feistiness, maybe pushing and shoving, something. You have to see some sort of fight, and you saw absolutely none of that on Monday night. But in terms of uh, the, the, the skill positions – we talked about this a week ago. Going into the season, I was a little concerned that we were getting a little too hyped up that the, the, the Giants had made all these, these massive improvements in, in terms of um, the skill positions. The skill positions really weren't the problem. I mean, it was, it was essentially um, the offensive line was just hideous, and it was a, a horrible performance. But it was also, I mean, everything that could go wrong did go wrong. You'd like to think that that, is not going to happen again this week. Now, I'm not you could beat the Cardinals 40 to nothing and I don't know necessarily that you think, "Oh, everything's back on track." I think there's still going to be a little bit um of doubts moving forward based on that first week. But they there's no such thing as a must-win game in week 2 except for the Giants. Giants have to win this game because I know Don was saying during the week if you if you lose this game, you're staring at 0 and 6. If you lose this game, who are you beating? I mean, we're having real conversations of whether or not Arizona is even trying to win. If you go, if you can't beat them, oh my Lord, Lordy, Lordy. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number coming up more of your phone calls. We'll get into the Giants as well. More conversation about them as they get ready for Arizona in a must-win week two game. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Talking with Joe Leo in the break there. Very negative. Very negative guy. Don't know if you know this about Joe Leo. Anytime you try to give him a little... Like, it's like talking to my, my son. If, the, if something's going wrong, you try and boost up his spirit. No, it's terrible. It's the worst. Oh, all right. Jeez. Trying to... Give me the colonoscopy. Trying to give him a little something to go on here for the jet season. It's not all lost. You're fired. Doesn't matter what he's. He, it's like playing tennis against a wall. You keep batting it back. He just keeps hitting it right back to you. It's impossible to penetrate him. <laughs> yeah, I probably shouldn't have said that one. <laughs> ah, that's what the Jets do to us. One week into the season. One week into the season. One eight hundred nine one nine. ESPN is the telephone number. Might have the giggles now. Yeah, it's that, it's that bad. It's that bad. <laughs> Let's go back. Let's go back to the phone. James is in Queens. James, next up on the Gordon Damer Show. What's up, Gordon? How you doing? I'm good, James. Please save me. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, well, I think tomorrow is definitely going to be a true litmus test. We'll definitely see what's going on. You know what I mean? Like, um, 
Zach had a full week, you know what I mean, to kind of prepare. And, you know, a lot of times, it's kind of true. It, he just kind of just got thrust into it. Right. You know what I mean, unexpectedly. So let's see Let's see what he's, he's been learning and preparing for, you know, all off season. You know what I mean, talking with um, Rodgers and stuff like that. And this would be a true test against that, you know, that gets the, that Cowboys defense, man. And, you know, those guys, you know, they're trying to bring it because the Jets got so much a spotlight, you know, shining on them right now. So this is I, this would be a true test, man. And let's see what Zach got, if he's going to bring it, you know what I mean? And hopefully they'll rally around him. But, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to it and just to see the excitement and everything. All right. Well, James, thank you for the phone call. Uh, I get it because when Rodgers goes down, the first feeling is clearly season's over. Even before it began, season's over. But then you look at that game. If you're watching that game and you see how the defense is playing, you look how Brees Hall is playing, you see the weapons and Garrett Wilson and all these different things, and then they go out and win the game, you're, you're left with, and win it in such exciting fashion as well, that could they, you start wondering, could they cover up for what? Because the other aspects of the team seem, if not elite, very, very high. Could they get by by just asking the least of their quarterback? The problem is they have, they have no wiggle room. The, the wiggle room, based on how Zach Wilson has played in the past, is removed. So the defense has to be elite, has to be the best in football. Brees Hall has to be elite. They can't have mistakes. Everyone else basically has to be perfect to cover up for this guy if there's not a sizable improvement. And it seems... It's not based on any evidence, really, that he's all of a sudden going to make this giant leap in year three. To me, and I said this during the the ESPN New York Tonight Show, Brees Hall is now the most important player on the Jets. He has to continue to play like he has played during his, his, his Jet career, during his NFL career. Now, he got hurt last year, and when he got hurt, that's when the, the roof caved in. And he's coming off an injury, so I don't know that you can you can use him as much right now as as, as you want to. To me, if you're gonna be if you're gonna be the opposite of Joe Leo, and you want to have some level of optimism, I think all you really have to do is get to the bye week at two and four. If you get to the bye week at two and four, and that's only one more win, a the schedule is easier. Certainly easier than this first six games. And I also think that there's a very good possibility by then you will have someone else at quarterback, right? If, if, if Zach Wilson continues to look just like Zach Wilson, at that point you can't ignore it anymore. You will have to go out and get somebody. And by that point, there'll be more teams that are being realistic with themselves and know that they're not going anywhere. So the, the, the talent pool to draw from for a starting quarterback will be deeper than it is right now. Right now, nobody's going to be making trades. And that's why this was completely avoidable by Joe Douglas biting the bullet back in the offseason, moving off Zach Wilson, getting somebody in here that if you needed to go to him because you had a 39-year-old quarterback and he had to miss a game, well, then you would have somebody that can go out there and and you'd feel a little bit confident in. Because I don't think Zach Wilson is is the long-term solution, A, because he's not been good, and also he gets injured a lot. He's been hurt a lot in his career here with the Jets, so... Um, I think that if you want to be optimistic, that's the way you look optimistically at it. Two and four, 
and then you can start to kind of put things together after that, and you'll have more evidence that Zach Wilson either is – you can win games with him or you can't win games with him, and then you can go out and get somebody else. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. Let's go to uh, – let's see here. Jack is in Manhattan. Jack, next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Hey, Gordon. Uh, thanks for taking the call. The, uh, I want to see what you think about, you know, with the Jets looking probably looking for another quarterback. Um, and, and given the situation where I know literally it's Joe, uh, what's his name, or the owner who ultimately makes the decision. But Aaron Rodgers – has a lot of power in, in the organization. I think there's a difference between them getting like a Colt McVoy or someone at that level who Aaron's probably like, yeah, fine, because he knows in the back of his head, not going to take him all the way. If they get a Matthew Stafford, maybe even a Kirk Cousins, if you're Aaron Rodgers, do you really want Matthew Stafford to win the Super Bowl and run around <laughs> with the flag instead of you? So would he try to veto vote someone at a higher level? Uh, yeah, I, I don't think – and, Jack, thanks for the phone call. I don't think that that will be the target of the Jets because I do think that they look at, at, at this being a one-year thing. But I think that there is still a sizable upgrade from, from Zach Wilson to a Gardner Minshew or a Jacoby Brissett or somebody along those kind of lines. That's what we're talking about. You're, you're not looking – I don't think that Kirk Cousins is realistic. I don't think that uh, Matthew Stafford is realistic. I think that you have to go out there and just get somebody – who may not have a high ceiling, but they have a safer floor. That's what you need. That's the the, the problem with Zach Wilson is his floor is the sub-basement. You can't rely on him play-to-play, game-to-game to to have any. It can go bad at any moment. You have to remove that from the equation because the other aspects of the team, they have to carry the weight, and you just need the quarterback not to blow things up, and and Zach Wilson has a high blow-up factor. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. More of your phone calls coming up. Gordon Damer Show, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. It's impossible to penetrate him. What kind of steak was it? You seem like a bone-in guy.